Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. Josh, it's been a while. You know, a lot of things it have has. Been, a lot has. of things have changed. A lot of things have stayed the same since we last chatted. Uh, we still don't have a, a definite release date for season six of Peaky Blinders, but gears continue to turn. Here we sit in uh, in the month of October. We are officially in October here, Josh. It's it's a spooky month. It's a it's usually a great month for Peaky Blinders, but we'll continue to kind of fill this off season with anything that that you guys may have missed here in the last few months. But let's start off with a little bit of like a, a health check here, Josh. How how is everything? How's everything going out there in Miami? Everything's going well. Uh, I I still to date, knock on wood, have not gotten COVID. Thank God. Me too, uh, man. Definitely, it's really it's like it's, it's complete complete anomalies right here. You've definitely, you know, been a little more daring than I have over the pandemic. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm living my life. I'm just wearing masks. I'm vaccinated. I mean, obviously, I can still get it. But uh, I I I've been exposed a couple times, haven't gotten it, and I'm just blessed to not have gotten it. And you know, hopefully, it remains that way. It seems like things are getting a little better. Um, and maybe we we're we're out of the woods here. But um, mentally, I'm well. Physically, I'm well too, and uh, I can see that you are as well. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you how it works. I'm just I'm happy that first off, nobody in the uh, in the editing room has gotten it yet for for Peaky Blinders. Because you could you imagine that kind of setback where it's like, yep, it comes. It turns yes. out that Stephen Knight positive for COVID, quarantine. Yeah, no, for two I, weeks. We're like, fuck. How long, when are we gonna I, get this show? <laughs> I definitely mentioned this very early on in the pandemic, how they should have like mirrored the NBA and like having a bubble for filming and like shows like when like shows were like on hiatuses, like they, they could have easily had bubbles and like, you know, done daily testing to make sure that that their filming could have gone on and not taken any, you know, pauses. And I'm sure that they they have precautions in place and there's and there's protocols in place to make sure that those things don't happen with those sets. So definitely, I mean, we don't know, maybe they'll keep it under wraps and that's why it's been so delayed. But uh the editing room needs to be uh, needs to be full fledged on uh, on finishing Peaky because we're losing our minds. We haven't had an episode in a while because, frankly, there's just not a lot of Peaky news to talk about, and yeah. we're just we just kind of want to just talk about Peaky Blinders. Like like we want to talk about things that are happening episode by episode. We want to do live breakdowns. We want to do live reactions. That's that's what made us want to do this podcast. So. Hopefully we can get that sooner rather than later. And I, I, I have to imagine that we're, that we're, that, 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 that the light is at the end of the tunnel. I, I hope. Listen, people, you guys don't know Josh Levy aside from the, the, the 20 or so minutes that we talk um, every once in a while, but he is not like the, the positive uh, Peter <laughs> in the crew. So like for him to say words like that and speak optimistically I feel it. It just puts a smile on my face. Josh and I are consistently messaging on social media platforms. Whenever like I see a picture of like Anthony Byrne posts on Instagram in September of him and, and uh, Stephen Knight working on some editing. And we're just like, hurry the fuck up. Like, yeah. come on guys. Like, listen, Hey, we got a lot of slack that we can give you. And we really love the crew and everyone that makes the show that we adore and that, that have turned us into, you know, semi, uh coverers of it but at the end of the day come on like i i wish they could just give us like one episode you know what i mean like give us like one of those like do it in sherlock style if you really need to like give us one one hour episode and be like the rest will come in two months or something like that where you can just that would that would be tough that would be tough but i also want to 
Yeah, there's there's a there's a disclaimer on Daniel's comment about me being pessimistic. It it ninety five percent of the time I'm pessimistic sports. about sports. Okay, I'm not like some <laughs> negative Nancy in life. I'm a very happy person. So just just want to put that out there. It's, it's in a sports context. It is. It is. And you know what? When when we're talking about family, it's always positive. And how much of people enters is about family. And that's what we're going to start yes. off this episode talking about because there is a family connection announced in August. And, you know, as we said, we haven't really been, you know, too inclined to bore you with, with fill-in stuff. So we said, okay, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll combine five or six different stories that we see over the last few months and we'll do an episode for everyone listening. And I love this. And if you remember listening to the interview with Packy Lee playing Johnny Dogs, and I ask him, I'm like, all right, so are there any big name actresses that are going to join the show? Maybe like a Julie Andrews or, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about like Jessica Alba, like random names. And he says, guys, there is going to be an actress in season six that you are going to be blown away by. And he teased and we were like drawn in and then he didn't give me a name. Well, I'm pretty sure I know who it is, Josh. And, and it's been released that Packy Lee's 13-year-old daughter, Fadla, will be playing the on-screen daughter of Johnny Dogs. And I just that's, love it. That's love amazing. This. Yeah. No, that's, that's honestly like so cool. Like to be able, first of all, he made this show, like his career was jump-started by this show and it, he wasn't even supposed to be like such a, a main fixture of the show. And he became a main fixture of the show. And now he gets to do it with his daughter. It's just awesome. And yeah, now it makes a lot of sense why he was teasing that. And um, it's, it's cool. It's cool. So, so we had discussed that a little bit. And of course, over on our Patreon, we're talking constantly, right? Uh, updates all the time. Patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. Currently covering every episode of this fifth season of Animal Kingdom. Just trying to keep the fans engaged in something Peaky related, which is Finn Cole's American drama on TNT, but keeping in the, in the form of the family, something that we have not talked about on any of our outlets is another cast alert. And this is going to be the daughter of Tommy. Ruby has a new actress playing her, which really does all but confirm this time jump that we've um, guessed about. And so Orla McDonough, um, and you could see her picture on, on Instagram or Google her up and I'll put her name in, in, the, in the bio here. But Orla McDonough is going to be playing, they didn't tell us who, but it's going to be Ruby Shelby, my, my sources tell me. So she looks to be somewhere in like that 10 range. So we so can start to see a lot of So there's definitely a time jump. There's yeah. a time jump. And we don't know if that's earlier in the season or if it's later in the season, if there's a big jump like midway through the season. Right. Because, and that could have also, you know, kind of prolonged the filming and editing process to first of all, make people look older and, uh, to also just get like new characters up to speed. I don't know. I don't know how like the whole onboarding process goes with this to like introduce brand new characters like that and blah blah. blah. But uh, that 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 does indicate a a substantial time jump because Ruby was very young the last time we saw her. So that's that's something very interesting. And but it, it could also be where she's just kind of ended for like one episode at the end of the season when they make that big time jump. Yeah, I'm a little less inclined um, to think that because I I. I we love the wit in this show. And so like the wit of a daughter of Tommy Shelby, could you imagine her quick tongue and just like little like one-liners that we could get throughout? And I have a feeling, and this is just a gut right here, a gut call that she is not going to have a good relationship with her father. You know, that's just one of my guesses. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
but I'm, I'm, I'm not even doubt. saying like I'm not even talking about like normal father daughter spats like I'm not even sure she's going to even have like any sort of relationship with Tommy I think we might see see Tommy be a little bit even more of a loner in this season and we've seen leaked photos of him talking to who we think is going to be Diana Mitford so maybe something goes on there and then he's so taken over by everything else but the, the few scenes that we've seen Ruby in almost every time it's Tommy being a bad dad, right? Like him not showing up for the, the gift giving in, in the holiday time or the situation with the dead horse that he has to kill the horse. And obviously the son is really mad, but Ruby's there as well. So obviously we'll have a, a ton more speculation. And Josh and I are going to dedicate a lot more time to predictions once we can get a fucking release date. You know, once we can iron this out, I don't want any, you know, podcasting blue balls here where we're doing predictions and then we don't get a release date for another four or five months it's you know that that'd be absurd so we're going to continue just you know tickling the balls here on the edges one more whoa 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 relax relax (laughs) getting a little little taste a little spicy on a pod yeah i'm continuing the analogy um i love it i love it. one more here good one that we really was we're we're betting on, but we didn't get confirmation until just recently. And this is from our, our typical news source here, Peaky Blinder season six on Instagram and Twitter. And it's that Stephen Knight promises that there will be a tribute to Helen McCrory. So that's going to be that. nice. Quote, in the show, you certainly will see a tribute to Helen. There are plans for other things which may precede broadcasting. So I'm not even quite sure what that means. Maybe it's a, a video that they all make in the beginning of the episode, right? Something like that, that takes them out of character. Or maybe it could be an in-character thing because one way or the other, right, we're going to have to lose Polly. Now, I'm not quite sure what it'll be, whether they just say that she's moved to Australia or whether she dies. Yeah, it's tough because you have to make it work and it's a tough situation and you kind of can't get mad at what they do with it. But whatever they do with it, I'll respect. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to imagine she's just going to move. I think so too. I don't think she'll just move to Australia. Right. They're not going to talk about it so much. They can't kill her off obviously, but she's definitely just going to move. She's done with that life. She, she quit. You know, I think, I mean, I think it was perfect how it ended in the last season. I think it's pretty, it's kind of a, it's kind of a softball for them to, uh, to make it work. So um, I won't have any problem with the way they do it. Yeah. And you know, they're not, they've already made the mistake with Freddie Thorne and there was backlash and we didn't really love that. Um, and they could have done a much different job if they had just kind of written Freddie's character out as opposed to having him like dead in the first episode of season two with that awful like weird funeral scene and everything like that. Um, so I think I think maybe they've, they've learned their lesson. Another returning cast member, Neil Maskell, is coming back as Winston Churchill. So we are going to get more of the great Churchill. And if there's a time jump, we could maybe see him waning on his power, right? And, and potentially you know, taking a little bit more risks as the head of state in, in England, because he was prime minister very late in his life. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very happy to get that, you know, other historical figure. Um, we have Oswald Mosley, who is a real actual historical figure. It, I've mentioned this time and time in the pod that I love, uh, you know, the, the, the interplay between fiction and like realism. So it's going to be really cool to see how they have Winston Churchill play into this plot line and how he interacts with Oswald Mosley. So that's, that's, that's great news. And then lastly here, one more bit of a fun little connection. And this is something that I talked to Josh about our, our, our beloved Anya Taylor-Joy, who is now not ours anymore. Unfortunately, she's become like a big name movie star. And, and she her, is freaking, she is huge now, huge. man. It yeah. is insane. Huge. I mean, she's probably a top 10 
female movie star in the world right now. She's going to get every single role that she wants ever for the next 10 years. And yet, and yet she's still coming back and like, Hey guys, let's do some Peaky Blinders. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm happy she didn't leave our final season. She'll be in it. I I hope she has a bigger role, right? Like wouldn't now that she's more of a big name and so is Finn Cole, like the two of them arguably are the two biggest stars in the show now. Right. I, I would, I mean, Killian Murphy is just because is Killian Murphy a bigger star right now than Anya Taylor Joy in this show? In this oh, I'm not show, about, I'm not, I mean he, just the name recognition oh, it, and facial yeah. recognition and just you you pull a hundred people in between America and the UK right now, and I'm I'm sure ninety percent of them in the UK are going to recognize Killian Murphy. Maybe somewhere around thirty percent in America, but you're going like I'm going ninety nine ninety nine just because of Queen. No, Gambit. she is the biggest star in the show. Well, I mean, Tom Hardy, I guess, but I mean. That's, that's another thing, though. Is Tom Hardy even uh, a name anymore? Right? Yes. He's kind of he's, yes. he's, got, he's what headlining this new Marvel movie. He's in a Marvel movie. movie. He is, but it's almost like a Marvel ugly stepsister. Movie. It doesn't matter. Tom Hardy is, he's, he's an, pretty sure he's been nominated for Oscars. Okay. Like Mad Max, wasn't he nominated for an Oscar? Like, like I'm not sure. I'm going to have to come Google talk that, to But me, I'm just saying right now. When uh, Anya, Anya gets nominated for Oscars, and that would get talk. I just think that but, Anya Taylor Joy is at the peak of her of her like fame right whoa, now. Right? Like we're sitting here, <laughs> we are. We're sitting here in like her her apex. Um, and and actually, Hardy got nominated for Revenant. Ah, okay. The one he did like they said like five words every like every hour. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So um, no, I mean, look, it's it's definitely it's definitely a uh, embrace debate. Kind Wait, of hold topic. on. I, I need to interrupt you there real quick. I'm pretty sure that Anya Taylor Joy got nominated for two emmys this last year though remember and i think no, she might have been nominated for an, a, a critics choice award and something she was like in a movie remember called uh, a british movie right emma and and she got nominated uh, for I something remember. big in that too i think it was a golden globe so she i think she's, so she's getting some 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 awards here i would say tom hardy won anya taylor joy too i think that's kind of not up for yeah. debate but that's but that's, though, that's just hardy, that... hardy has like three right. scenes like how much of tom hardy are we going to see this season you think Right, but in the in the context of the whole show, I guess in season six, you're right. She's no, you're probably right. the big. She's probably the biggest. So, uh, but um, no, I mean it's it's crazy. She's she's grown so much, and I'm really excited. I mean, we talked about it. You, you, you guys can listen to, to our episodes when we talk about it. But her role is is the one that we just have no idea how it's going to play out. I mean, it's 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 really a question mark and kind of the catalyst to to a lot of different uh, story arcs. And. Do you know what she's going to be in 2024, locked in? She is going to play the titular, speaking of Mad Max, she is going to play Furiosa in the story of Mad Max's Furiosa. Is it? That's is huge. that like a prequel? Is that like a prequel? It's a prequel. Right, so no. It's, that's an, origin, awesome. it's an origin story, I should call it. And so she's playing the character that's supposed to be Charlize Theron. Well, yeah, that, no. that, will, be, that will be Charlize right. Theron. Right, no, yeah. that's... That's what I'm saying. She's playing her yeah. at a younger age. That's, yeah, so that's that, Furiosa with that's Chris cool. Hemsworth. So she's playing it with Thor. So that's already like that's a huge cool. named movie. And she's going to be Peach in the Super Mario Bros. movie next year, which sounds awful until I see the cast list. And then it's incredible because it's headlined by no, that's Chris, awful. Chris It doesn't Pratt. matter. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Just listen to the names. Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor-Joy, Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen, Keegan-Michael Key, Jack Black, Charlie Day. It, it's, even, I mean, it's, it's, that's nuts. That's sick. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I guess. 
also this is something this is something that uh it's kind of a kind of like a tangent kind of like going to rabbit hole here but uh have you ever thought about animated movies how easy it is for these actors and actresses to play it like it's you're awesome. just reading i'm so happy you're just, for just reading yeah like do you do you show up the day of and just read your script <laughs> like, yeah i would yeah. really like to know i i think i think maybe maybe you you, have, you do like a once over but I, I think there are certain actors that stand out as better, like whatever you want to call it, animated actors. You know, like uh, the, the show Invincible. I don't know if you ever saw that. J.K. Simmons, who is obviously like, he, he's in everything, right? He's going to be in this new Spider-Man movie again. He's in everything. He was so good as a voice actor in this show. You could like feel him in the room with you. So I think some people are better at like, enunciating and putting tone on certain words and can like become their character but yes at the same time like i don't know how much anya taylor joy has to prepare to be peach right it's like uh, like ellen DeGeneres played dory and finding Nemo. she was great but she probably wouldn't be a great actress kind of correct, thing, correct. Opinion, yeah so. i i don't know I, I don't know that um in terms of like wondering what else in peaky blinders is going on it's a great question. And, and if you guys can think of anything to kind of keep things rolling here, we're, we're all ears. Uh, one thing I mentioned we're going to do over on Patreon is, you know, kind of, we love to catch up on what we're watching. So I think Josh and I are going to hold that off from this episode and give it to our specific Patreon members, which for just $5 a month, you get a backlog of over 80 episodes, breaking down season five in specific areas you know, completely rewatching everything, talking about different shows like Gangs of London and Animal Kingdom. And so we'll talk about that on over on, on that sphere. But I, I do want to, you know, Josh, end this episode by keeping things a little bit looser here. So like, I, I want to ask you, right, as, as everything starts to close in on streaming and on like this, the way that people absorb content, do you, do you think that Peaky Blinders can still be as successful when people know that the show comes out on BBC months earlier and then still wait for, you know what I mean? Like it, there's this, there's this like weird divide where it's like what one portion of the world is going to freak out over Peaky Blinders, let's say in February, and then the rest of the world. So like 90% of the viewing audience of the show is not going to get it until let's say like April. So I feel like now that everyone's a little bit more tech savvy I feel like it's it's something that they're going to have to address and hopefully they can figure out a way to get the rights over to Netflix, almost like the Great British Breaking Show does where they just post it weekly. Yeah, I don't know if it's really that big of a deal. I think that people in America are just kind of used to that happening with Peaky Blinders and they have, it hasn't really been an issue before. I guess it's more popular now. I was about to say, we didn't have a pandemic where people binge watch shows like Peaky yeah. Blinders. So I have to imagine no, the audience probably doubled over the last two years. No, it's a, it's a phenomenal question to ask. And, I, and I'm curious to see, and I wonder if, if, if the creators of the show have thought about it and have tried to come to grips with the reality that they might lose Netflix viewers. And if Netflix has addressed it and, and if they want to kind of, you know, release it sooner, I'm sure that they've thought about it. So it's it's something that's very interesting and it is concerning for them, I'm sure. I'm sure Netflix is concerned. But at the end of the day, like what what numbers are we actually talking about? The amount of people that are gonna 
you know, do what we do and get VPNs and, you know, try to try to try to stream it, stream it earlier. So uh, it's, it's interesting. I wish they, they did it earlier. British baking show is brilliant in doing it. And uh, I think that they should consider it. Same with gangs of London. I mean, gangs of London is the show that hasn't reached the, the U S really yet uh, in popularity. It's an amazing show. I think in maybe a couple seasons, it probably will. So they'll probably reach that same dilemma as well. I think they got crushed by by having the connection to AMC because like nobody's buying AMC Plus Premiere whatever it's called. You're just no, of course. Like, if, of if, course. if Gangs of London was on HBO like it oh should have been, you know, it's, like, it's such a, it's, a, it's it's an HBO show. Yeah, or, or even or even Showtime. I mean, like I, I don't like Showtime. I don't think they make great stuff. But it's just the fact that so many people have it bundled in. Nobody has AMC Premiere bundled into their package. So it's, it's just true. A, it's a crushing blow. Um, but that's something we can table and we can kind of talk about that because, you know, I, I think just imagine what would happen to Peaky Blinders if they, if they lost their Netflix streaming rights or something. You know what I mean? If like whoever runs BBC decides that Netflix oh is going to be God, sold be so to bad. like to Apple TV plus or something like that, you know, right. it's just so important nowadays because people don't have cable and how many people are going to do what we do. Right. And, you know, skirt the law and, and watch it illegally. So like, it's just, well, you know, it's just look, one of those things. I, I, think don't, I think there will be a lot of Americans that try to do that right when it comes out. I, I don't think a lot of people really know that Peaky Blinders isn't just like a Netflix original. Like, I think a lot of Americans don't know that it's on BBC or really are even aware of how that it even comes earlier. Like I talked to so many people who are like, wait, what? It's not a Netflix original. That's true. And I, I think for, for every one of those, there's, there's like a lot, a lot of more, uh, a lot more who like think that way. So yeah. it, it's interesting. It's an interesting topic. I, I would love to see the numbers, um, like compare. Like I just don't really the any numbers. numbers. Right. I would love to see like, you know, how, the, how, they, how they do it with like sporting events where it's like, oh, this, this amount of viewers, blah, blah. Like I'm pretty sure Nielsen uh, releases the, that, yes, that yes. data. For TV, for um, live TV. Yes. I, I think it would be pretty interesting to see the numbers compared to like the season five, episode one release and season six, episode one release. Um, to see how many people actually tuned in and also like how people across the pond, if someone can answer this, how they kind of have their streaming with BBC, like, is there like how their packages work and, and, and all that. Yeah. I do know it's just the BBC player, you know, the same kind of thing. That's, that's actually Josh, how, how we, you know, we watched it um, for season five, but I know Netflix famously does not release any of their numbers, which makes it oh so fun for people to, uh, to talk about them. Um, one last thing here, and, and this is kind of cool. BBC Music is a channel that has a show that Killian Murphy hosts and um, has been doing for a couple years, and it's called Limited Edition. So that's just an, an announcement there that I thought I saw, and I wanted to kind of throw it at you over over in in the UK. People that have BBC Radio, it's on BBC Radio Six, and Killian Murphy, who is famously, you know, loves music, creates music love sleep is on the calm app helping people get to sleep and the Love guys that. the guys just everywhere and, and and uh in an interview recently anya taylor joy said that he is never without a snack box in his hand when walking around the set did you see this josh no i didn't but that's weirdly epic so so the question that i am going to pose and i know i'm not the first to ask it but I, you know, this is the number one Peaky Blinders podcast in the world. So let's get our, our, our diehard fans involved. What do we think is in Killian Murphy's snack box? Okay. So shoot us an email at B-O-O-T. Something super healthy. 
for do sure. Think do you think it's the same thing every day? That's like, like you know what I mean? Like I'm someone like if I'm going to eat a snack, I feel like I'm going to get into a routine with it, whether it be like nuts oh, absolutely. and fruit or I, like, I yeah, eat the same bar. thing. I eat the same thing for breakfast at work every single day. Right. I have, I have wee yogurt, which by the way, if you're not, if you're not eating wee yogurt, something's wrong with you. No free it ads, is, Josh. No free ads. No, we, we are not a wee sponsored podcast, but wee yogurt spelled O-U-I. They have different flavors. They have, it, basically it's like a mix in uh, yogurt. I always do the strawberry. I do, I do my wee yogurt. I do blueberries. I do a, I do a banana chopped up and I do granola. Nature Valley granola every day for breakfast. There we go. Now we're going to need you next time to do that in the Killian accent. Uh, the Tommy oh, that's Shelby gonna, accent. That's... Well, I just want to know, you know, B-O-O-T Peaky Blinders at gmail.com. That's how I'll wrap up this episode. A question to the universe. What do we think is in Killian Murphy's snack box? Maybe it changes. Maybe it's just filled with cigarettes. Very curious. I have to imagine it's something that like promotes good sleep habits, right? Because that's just what his focal point maybe like some honey for his throat because he's a big advocate of singing and, and of keeping your you know vocal cords always at the, the center of attention so that's you know I, i'm gonna i'm gonna think about it i haven't come up with an answer yet josh that's and I like will... that's like that's like the worst take ever he just has honey like he's just like he's no, eating honey. no i'm saying but maybe there's honey like involved in something you know like maybe it's like, it's like apples and honey Maybe for Rosh Hashanah. So, you know, it's like- I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining there's not one thing in the snack box, right? There could be multiple things in the snack multiple box. Things. Multiple things. I'm sure things. he drinks tea, you know? So like honey could be for the tea. I, I have tea and lemon, like honey and lemon in my honey all the time. So like that's, I'm curious, you know, there's pictures online of this of this so-called snack box. So that's just our, that's our top topic right now here deep in the off season, if, as you can tell, Josh and I are-, uh, are straight <laughs> You can tell, you can tell that we're really, really- it's, and we we are reeling it, man. We are reeling in right now. We have no idea what the hell is going on. We're we're losing it. We're getting senile. We just want Peaky, man. We just yeah. want Peaky. And with that, we'll wrap up. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back soon. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. We binge, so you don't have to.